show with Jill Biden. Starting a show with Jill Biden. Man, we're sinking low. But we can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, a lot of people are talking about this. Welcome to uh, the Great American Mail uh, live stream and podcast for July the 12th, 2022. It is an exceedingly slow news day. It's probably the slowest news day since I've been podcasting. I think it has to do with the fact that it's the summer. And there's also the January 6th committee is just sucking up all the energy out there. They've got a hearing, which we will be live streaming in about 40 minutes. So uh, as you can imagine, I'm going to beat the clock by quite a bit today. Um, not a lot going on out there. Frankly, you're almost all uh, up to date. But uh, I'm going to talk about um, a couple of the things that the left does to um, suck all the energy out of the real discussion about what's going on. So we're going to cover the strategic oil reserve and explain to you why you're, that's just part of the trick that they're pulling a little bit behind that. We're going to talk about the coming federalism fright, fight, the emergency grift as it relates to COVID, a little bit of January 6th stuff, and, and probably a few other things if I can get to it. Probably going to be about a 30-minute, maybe even less uh, podcast today. So a lot of people are talking about Jill Biden and comparing Hispanics to tacos and saying the Bogodas and all this stuff. Folks, this is just a distraction. I say this all the time. You can't say it too much. There's one. There's there's two ways you can go. First way is you have a constitution. You have the rule of law. Everything else leads to socialism, leads to communism, leads to them stealing our money and taking our freedoms. End of story. And I always knew that, but I, since I've been going down this journey and, and doing social media, I see it now. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. I mean, we're talking about, first off, why are we talking about Jill Biden? I mean, she is the first lady. Why is she out there? You ever notice whenever it's a Democrat in charge, all of a sudden the first lady is an important figure. When it's a Republican, you never hear from her. You never heard from Melania. Is it Melania? I can never remember the Ivanka, the Trumps, whatever. I, I, not that everything is the former president. I don't at all. thought I did a good job. But, um, you know, I, I just can't keep them straight. But whatever. Melania, you never heard from her. Same thing with George W. Bush. You never heard from Laura Bush, right? But all of a sudden, Barack Obama, oh, my God, she's so Eurodite. She's most great. Hillary Clinton, right? And it goes back as far as the eye can see. That's just one of the grifts they pull. Because, again, it's not, it's not the rule of law, government of the people, by the people, for the people. It's the elites. And they're elites, and you have to understand that. So um, those, but getting back to the point, when you're talking about Jill and you're mocking Jill, you're playing the mocking game, right? And when you play the mocking game, instead of dealing with the facts, right, you're playing their game. And so is that rule of law? Is that constitution? No, it's not. So guess what else it is? It's playing the game. And playing the game leads to people uh, picking on you, picking on them. And when you play their game, they win. Now, I'm not saying you can't do certain things like turn what they do back around on, against them, for example. All right. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about, for example, now that, you know, Trump was impeached, if the Republicans take the House, as they increasingly look like they will in November, they shouldn't impeach Biden. I'm not suggesting that type of turnabout. What I am telling you is when you get into mocking Jill Biden, and obviously, folks, think about it. I mean, yeah, she shouldn't have said Latinx because the Latin people don't really like it. And by the way, you know, the polling figures out there for the Democrats on this stuff, I don't know what they're thinking. They are losing the Hispanic vote hand over fist. I mean, and they, they are screwing up and picking up speed on that. I, I don't know what they're thinking, but whatever. Um, 
But anyway, this isn't really helping us at all, in my opinion. And so um, a couple other things I wanted to get to. So one of the things that, that that's pretty common out there since yesterday's broadcast, I've heard a couple of people talking about, I heard AOC, we've heard Buttigieg, we've heard all these people, right? The rear admiral is out there going, oh, well, you know, we get protested all the time. I mean, people protest in my house all the time. It's It's everywhere. Again, it's one of these new lies that they throw up and throw out there. And, it, you know, they run it until you debunk it completely, and then they just invent a new lie. Well, again, we said this, but, you know, there's no—why why would you believe them? So, and the reason I thought about it, again, was yesterday, after the broadcast, I started doing my preparation for the January 6th live stream, which I'm going to do today at 1245. And um, there's this talk out there that Cassidy Hutchinson, who was the prior witness, that she's in hiding with her family because of her testimony. Um, yeah, I'm going to go no with that. Okay, A— because Republicans don't do that. Conservatives don't do that. Libertarians don't do that. We don't do that. Remember I said yesterday, all those times, you remember that justices that ruled the ways you saw them getting run out of uh, restaurants and things? Oh, yeah. No, you never saw that. But you see it all the time with Democrats, right? Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she got run out of restaurants left and right, all for the crime of being Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Right. Anyway, so um, when I saw that, I thought to myself, and the other thing is, is, if you were following the hearings, as I have been, I mean, Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony was a bunch of hearsay that was later contradicted by other people. I mean, in, in the rule of law that we're engaged in, we didn't really care too much about what she had to say. Nobody really heard much about what she had to say. So let me do a couple of January 6th things real quick, and then... Um, so the January 6th hearing today, allegedly, we don't know exactly what they're going to do. They are supposedly going to focus on extremist organizations. And so there are about seven things that the committee has been trying to do, and I've been following it very, very closely. One of the, th- I think the seventh, actually the seventh thing has to do with campaign finance. They're trying to say that Trump raised a lot of money and then he didn't use it for what he said for and acted like it's a crime. Well, it's not a crime. I mean, if it were, then the the entirety of D.C. would be locked up and behind bars by now. It's not. There's also the obvious problem of, well, he he raised a lot of money thinking he was going to go through with a lot of lawsuits. All the lawsuits got cut off at their knees, so he didn't really get a chance to spend it for those those purposes. So anyway, setting all that aside, the, the sixth thing they're trying to prove is that somehow the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers they had a separate insurrection, and somehow there was some coordination between Trump and them. Now, they never bother to explain because the left, again, you can't logic with these people. There's no logic with them. So they don't have to explain to you how the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys, or whatever they call themselves, were going to go and take over the government and, and, and stage a coup. So, and first and foremost, forget, all, forget about the fact that nobody that was in the Capitol, and they've arrested almost a thousand people now, no one has had a weapon, unless you count a Viking hat and a zip tie. There's no weapons, no knives, no guns, no nothing. So I don't really understand how even assuming you get Pence and you hang him, and even you get Pelosi and you hang her too, uh, I don't know how you do that without guns when they all had guns, but whatever. And I'm setting aside the false flag operation that there could have been intelligence officials there. Like, how do you take over the United States government? We've got a whole constitution that says who proceed, who goes, who comes into power after Pelosi and who comes into power after the VP. Like, I, I, I really don't understand this. We should start this podcast with the, uh, the famous uh, Winston Churchill landing ground speech where he basically talks about the idea that, hey, look, we're going to fight till the end. And if it, if it comes to it, we're going to get on our ships and we're going to take to the seas. And the British government will sit out on the seas 
until the new world, which is America, until America decides to come save us. That's what, that's our plan. That's our plan. We're gonna we're gonna hold the ground as long as we can. We're gonna fight in the beachheads, fight fight in the street, do whatever we can, and then we're gonna put them in the ships and we're gonna live forever. So you think the United States government couldn't figure that out? Do you think maybe if they had done everything that this January sixth committee is gonna say they're gonna do, that somehow they'd have a coup? No, but it's all performance art, folks. That's all it is. And and I hate to say it. Um, and again, I encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel and jump over there and come check us out. But um, it's going to be effective. And the reason it's going to be effective is Jill Biden, because a lot of people on our side are playing that game and we can't play that game. That's one of the reasons, just to be fair, folks, that's part of the reason that the elites and the establishment hate Trump. They hate Trump because they know that. They know that you've got to stay focused and it's a little boring, but you've got to keep it focused on the facts and the, and the data. And Trump, he comes in, build a wall. You know, um, and, and, and it do, it's effective, but it's also very disruptive in, in the sense that overall it le- leads to more degradation of the rule of law and the Constitution. I'm not blaming Trump. Don't misunderstand. But think about it, folks. Were we more of a Republican, a constitutional Republican in 2016 than we are now? No. And why? Because they used Trump very effectively to emotionalize everything. And we've lost a lot of our rights. For example, now Congress feels emboldened to have a secret hearing where they gather evidence in secret. And then they don't even bother to ever share it with us. They'll give you little snippets like, like the plebes that we are, right? So um, anyway, that led me to this. I wanted to cover this uh, TikTok video. Please tell me you have the TikTok video. Why don't we have the TikTok? Well, it's just, tell you what, folks, <laughs> it's not been my day. Oh, goodness. It has not been my day. But I can pull it up. Don't worry. Don't worry about the technical difficulties. I know where it is. It is right here. Here you go. Now, I'm going to set this. Uh, come on up. Come on. So this is a TikTok person, and this video is kind of going viral. Okay. Uh, it's from our friends. Come on. Stop it. Uh, it's our friend from uh, Libs of TikTok. And this is a young person. She looks to be in her. I have a challenge for you. Okay. Don't. All right. <laughs> Sorry, folks. If I could only tell you how bad this day has gone for me so far. But anyway, things are looking up. Anyway, this is a young female. She looks like she's in her 20s. Could be early 30s. It's a little hard to tell. She's Asian. Um, and this is her talking to people. The tweet uh, is, again, from Libs of TikTok. So it's not her tweet. But apparently with Libs of TikTok, you can just put up a video. And there doesn't appear to be any commentary. But I want you to take a listen to what she has to say. And I know your first reaction, folks, is going to be, well, if a white person said this, they'd be in all kinds of trouble. How is it she gets to say this, right? And that reaction is what they want you to have, right? The typical, well, it's hypocrisy. Well, they want you to react emotively. What I want you to focus on when you listen to this person, right, is I want you to think, what world does she want to live in? Forget about the hypocrisy. Let's set that aside. We all know it's hypocrisy, right? But I want you to imagine the world that she thinks she's going to live in. Okay? Take a listen. If you're a white liberal leftist or consider yourself to be a white ally, I have a challenge for you. Don't create any more content on TikTok until September 22nd. And honestly, you deserve a break because every day is a white person day. And y'all must be exhausted. So while you sit back, listen, learn, and truly decenter yourself, Black, Indigenous, and other people of color, we got it from here. Please, though, continue to like, comment, and share our content because y'all are always talking about how you want to support us and create equity. But the truth that so many of y'all are unwilling to accept is that 
you do not want black indigenous and other people of color to lead and pave the way because what would we do without your perspective, your voice, your commentary, your education? We would thrive. All right, so I'm going to go through it again. I just wanted you to hear it. That was the, the pre-run, okay? Here, we're going to do it again. And I want you to, I'm going to break this down for you. It's pretty simple stuff. But imagine being this sick. I mean, seriously, imagine. You get up every day. You, you, know, you make your coffee. You go to the restroom. You brush your teeth. You eat some breakfast. You go out and start your day. Imagine this is your worldview. Now, we're going to break it down all it makes no sense at all. None of it. And you, if you're watching on the YouTube, which I, I highly encourage you to do because you, you would see her face. This is, she's sincere. She's looking in the camera. She's showing no indicia of any insincerity or just trying to go viral or be funny or anything like that. This is a mixed up human being. Now, again, this person was created in this system that runs off the Jill Biden uh, idea, right? Everybody's mocking everybody. Everybody's picking on everybody. Meanwhile, they're picking our pockets left and right. We're all fighting amongst each other, mocking each other left and right. And then guess what's happening? Today, for example, another $1.7 billion to Ukraine. Now, I know a lot of you are upset at me because I, I have been calling it a hoax from the very beginning, all right? And I was proved to be right about that. I'm tired of being right, but that's okay, all right? $1.7 billion. They're not even hiding it. You know, there's this talk about this Hunter Biden laptop and all this stuff. Folks, stop with the Hunter Biden laptop, okay? Really, folks, you had me at hello. The first time I saw that Hunter Biden stuff, I was like, oh, my God. I've hated Joe Biden, his entire career. He's, he's always been the worst of Washington from the very beginning. Joe Biden is one of these guys that thinks he's better than you. And so he goes to Washington, and he grew up in a Washington where it became more and more and more acceptable to just be in your face about, I'm better than you, I get privileges, and I get money, and I get power. Right? That's all he is. He's just grown along with the system. And then when it came out with the Hunter Biden stuff, and it was proven that he's literally got his hand in the cookie jar like you wouldn't believe— Again, don't hate the player, hate the game. I mean, in any rational society, that laptop would have been the end of everybody Biden and a lot of Democrats that enabled him. But in this world, eh, no big deal. Anyway, let's listen to her again. We're going to break it down point by point. If you're a white liberal leftist or consider yourself to be a white ally, I have a challenge for you. Now, I want you to note she starts out if you're a white liberal, blah, blah. I don't know what the heck white ally means. But what she's saying is, if you're one of the people that enables me, and I've been talking about this a lot, folks, and I, I, I'm waiting for it to finish up in the midterms, but when it does, folks, none of these people can get this kind of power without the white liberal, or whatever you want to call them. I call them leftists because I'm a liberal. I know y'all don't believe that. I, I have people calling me Republican all the time, and it, it's like I've never been a registered anything in my entire career. I certainly have never been a registered Republican. I think I was a registered libertarian at some point. We're a state where you could do that. But anyway, um, I'm not a Republican. I didn't vote Republican until – well, I voted Republican in 1988, and then it took me until 2012 to vote Republican again. And you can guess who I voted in between. Yes, the Democrats. If we we were rational and we're talking about things like the the old FDR debates, you will find, I believe, in a lot of quote-unquote – Democrat ideas. The problem is the Democrat Party's not that anymore. And the way they've gotten enabled, I drive to my golf club from my house, you don't see a single Kemp sign or any other Republican sign. Now, you do see a ton of Warnock and a ton of Stacey Abrams signs. What does that tell you? It tells you that affluent white people in Atlanta 
support the Democrat Party. Now, that would have been unthinkable 20 years ago. Why? Because they've been emotionalized. Oh, my God, I have white privilege. Oh, my God, I've got to favor persons of color. So here she is biting the hand that feeds her. But this is important, folks. She's so confident about biting that hand, she can tell you to shut up. And here's the shocking part, right? A lot of you are going, yeah, that's rude. I can't believe she's doing that. Uh, No, no, no. She's doing it, and they're loving it. They're loving it. They're going, yeah, we, we really should shut up until September 22nd. Don't know what that date means. Anyway, she continues. Don't create any more content on TikTok until September 22nd. And all right, so you know more content. We're going to have all the content. Now, again, folks, I want you to understand, you go look at Biden's picks for the judiciary, something I follow very closely, and it's about 40% black females, 40% other females of color, and then a few men of color, and then zero... Uh, white men and maybe one or you know one or two percent white women so that's what they think folks and again i don't want to get into a debate i'm not trying to convince anybody over to my side i'm not a proselytizer right i don't need agreement i just want to be clear about the world they believe in and the world we believe in you deserve a break because every day is a white person day and y'all must be exhausted yeah every day is a white person day you you feel that because i got to be honest with you, um, that might have been reality. Um, I mean, we could get into debates about the 50s, maybe the 60s, I mean, 70s, I don't know, maybe. I'm not even really sure. You get in, you know, I recently read a bunch, uh, you know, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, uh, The Invisible Man. He gets into all these concepts about, you know, the whole racism and slavery and a lot of that history of America. It deprived both the person of color community and the white community. I mean, you can get into all these arguments whether it was really a white person thing or not. But the idea that today somehow they're oppressed and they're not treated equally, but they're so equal they'll go on TikTok and tell you to shut up to your face. Don't do any more content. Let's all do the content. What world does this person want to live in? How can you even remotely think that? And then mention this. If it's truly a white person's day and they really have all the power and they really don't want you to do anything, why are they letting you do this? Anyway, she continues. You sit back, listen, learn, and truly decenter yourself, black, indigenous, and other people of color. We got it from here. Okay. So the people who are going to run into the persons of color. Now, riddle me this, Batman. Is this not the flip side of the coin? If this is heads, then the flip side of, of, of it, the tails, is that, hey, you know what, BIPOX, after September 22nd, just take a break. Uh, white folk, we got it. We got it after September. We got it. Is it. See, this is exactly, she's a little communist. She has no idea. Every great civilization got ruined this way. You just basically, one group takes over, and they basically discriminate against the next group, and the next group comes over. The only reason, if what she's saying is true, that they get any kind of power, is because the white community had a system where they were allowed to come in and be equal. Now, when I was growing up, I was taught treat everybody the same, everybody's treated equally. See, she doesn't believe that. Again, we don't need agreement, but clarity. So continue to like comment and share our content because y'all are always talking about how you want to support us and create give me money 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 go look at the biden budget you'll see Woody. but the truth that so many of y'all are unwilling to accept is that you do not want black indigenous and other people of color to lead and pave the way because what would we do without your perspective, your voice, your commentary, your education? 
we would thrive. What if I said that? What if I said, hey, you know what, BIPOX? What, what, you know, what if you guys just let us run it? What if, what if y'all, what if, you know, it kind of sounds like white supremacy if I said that. Now, I don't believe that. I'm happy. I think diversity is a strength as long as they believe in, a, a, you know, constitutional government and the rule of law. This is just outright communism and hatred, right? And we, we would thrive. I mean, imagine if I said that. So what she's saying is black supremacy. And I'll finish with this. This little child who's been led astray, she has no idea. You, you, have you seen all the attacks on Asian people in the, uh, in the blue cities? And you know where those attacks are coming? So she says black and indigenous and then other persons of color. Um, lady, <laughs> yeah, so you think it's white people, right? Well, believe me, you're, you're talking about is outright racism. So what do you think it leads to? It leads to balkanization. What is balkanization? Once they get rid of the white people, then they'll just, you know, the black people fight the Asian people and the Asian, all the, this is what communism is. This is why it's never been able to succeed anywhere in the world. So a couple other topics and I'm gonna wrap it up. So the Biden administration is out there and they, they've issued a couple of executive orders and a bunch of other things about abortion. It's all about abortion. We're going to have abortions in the parks. We're going to have all the hospitals that they want Medicaid, Medicaid fundings. They have to do abortions as medical procedures. Da, 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 da. Let me tell you what's going on with that. They are not backing down, right? They're continuing to attack the Supreme Court. They're continuing to attack the rule of law, what we um, in America used to think was sacred. Right. These people don't believe in what we believe in. OK, it's not about abortion it has nothing to do with abortion. It turns out a, a great many of the abortions already happen in blue states. It turns out which won't be in any way impacted. It turns out a great deal of the abortions now are done with things like pills. And we don't know how that's going to impact it. It turns out that most people, if they really want to get abortions, are going to be able to do it. This is not about abortions. This is about rallying people up so they can raise money and then going out and destroy America and not respecting the Supreme Court and not respecting state sovereignty is a direct attack on that. So a lot of people are talking about the um, the uh, COVID, or the strategic oil reserve. Let me tell you what's going on there, folks. And again, I, I believe in being honest with you folks, so I got to tell you the truth. So the strategic oil reserve, I believe, was established in the 50s or 60s after World War II as, as basically what it sounds like, an emergency reserve you need oil. You got a whole um, stack of it here if you need it. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. The truth is the first two times it was tapped into was by Bushes. Herbert Walker Bush during the Iraq War and uh, W. Bush, I think, during Katrina, if I remember correctly. You can, un you can imagine that I was against it from the very beginning because it's not an emergency. It's for a true emergency, not a little bit of inconvenience, not a little bit of spike in prices, which you might have from the Iraq War and the— um, and Katrina. And again, back then, a lot of people fell for it. I didn't, but a lot of people fell for it because like, well, people are suffering. We need to do something. We got to help. That's the old Republican way of just sort of like being Democrat, you know, a little bit, you know, right of the Democrats. It was never a good idea. Of course, Barack Obama took it as he did everything else and just made it a ridiculous stunt. Now, Biden has made it a ridiculous stunt. Now, there's a lot of talk out there about the fact that um, one of the companies that bought the oil on the market was had some relation with Hunter Biden. I don't know if that's true or not true. And frankly, I, it doesn't really matter. The way this works, folks, won't we, once we drain it and put it on the market, anybody that's registered with the federal government, which includes pretty much everybody in the world, can buy that oil. So where it goes after that is anybody's guess. Now, what we should do, if we have any common sense, is stop draining it to, as a gimmick, right? 
and tra- start treating it as what it is. And if you want, you could probably put a restriction that says, hey, oil from the reserve can only go to certain people. But as it stands now, folks, Biden's using it as a gimmick, but he wasn't the first one to do it. And again, as pretty much all of our governments now, is just a joke and a gimmick. So that's what's going on there. The last thing I wanted to talk about was the emergency grift. So there's a couple stories out there about an emergency this, an emergency that, an executive order, an executive order that. Turns out uh, Biden is going to extend the COVID emergency this Friday. Friday will be the 854th day of the 15 days to slow the spread, folks. Now, why are they doing that? Because so much of our, and again, Jimmy Carter said this in, in the 70s, okay? The problem with the Constitution is you need an emergency to get anything done. So what do you think? The go- everything's an emergency now. So um, they're going to continue to declare COVID emergency. We all know it's not an emergency, but that's the game. Now, if they get away with it, they get away with it for one single solitary day. You'll lose freedom. You'll lose money. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're getting away with it. So we're no closer to any sort of resolution on those things. And I'll finish with this, and I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, if you want to come over and watch the January 6th hearing, we're going to be going live in about 10 minutes on that. But um, the other thing out there, I noticed that there's been a lot of bragging about Florida having a $21.6 million surplus and this and that, folks. I want to remind you that a lot of these quote-unquote surpluses is because these uh, states got a bunch of money when the Democrats won and they needed to bail out the blue states. So even California has a surplus, folks. So just when you see that, I'm not saying anything against DeSantis. I think he's doing a pretty good job. I think he probably does have a pretty good budget. But probably half or more of that, quote-unquote, $21.6 billion surplus is our money that Nancy and a bunch of people gave. And it's also part of the reason we have inflation now. Shouldn't have done it then. They shouldn't have done it now. Anyway, you're all caught up to date with all the news of the day. And if you enjoyed this live stream, I hope you tune back in tomorrow.